Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. <laughs> Wait a minute, I know who is it. Yeah, you know what this is. Damn. There's more people out there that know what Kanye did with this song than Oh this song. yes. Yeah, Shaka Khan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. True. 736-9760 back here on the sports grind. You threw me off on that one. All right, haven't heard this in a while. This next segment here is going to be presented by Bruce's Backyard Ice House. Don't forget, it's $2 Step Tuesdays. That's $2 Tacos. They have their cornhole contest as well. And also, it's the home of the free popcorn Monday through Sunday, all day, all night. That is Bruce's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the sports crime. Yeah, that's true. That's the original. I wonder how hard he had to get clearance on that at that time. Because you got to think, at that time, he wasn't Kanye yet. Exactly. I can't imagine. But I mean, even, like, that first album has, uh, I mean, there's Michael Jackson samples. Like, there are so many big-name samples on there. Uh-huh. It just yeah. makes me wonder how, I mean, that whole effort, that whole process to get well, him Well, he, he was with Rock Nation. Right. He was with Rock, though, at that time. That's that's That kind of helps. But, yeah, and you know, and yesterday, the shame on me didn't even give a, a shout-out to Black Rob, man, who passed away. Over the weekend, um, Diddy's got. Some, I'm. I'm telling you, man. Diddy's. He, he's. He's got some bad. He, he got some bad karma for his rap list, man. It's like, damn, Craig Mack, uh, Black Rob. Of course, everybody knows Biggie. Damn, I don't know about that. I didn't. The thing of it is, I want to know is how much he was around. Which, which I, I think I saw some on social media. Or one of his Black Rob's. Uh, I don't know if his manager or close buddy. Kind of went on Facebook or IG Live was saying that hey uh, he's helping, but we just need a phone call. You know he's trying to help, but I'm thinking like, uh, was he really? Is he really trying to be that much around? Because we know he didn't show up to Craig's funeral. But anyway, uh, thoughts and prayers out to Black Rob. But anyway, all right. So NFL draft. So yeah. So I just think that uh, the Dallas um, would I be shocked if they did it? Uh, probably not. I mean they're so, and I can't remember a draft that has had so much, like, misdirection. And I don't know if it's real information or misdirection. I, I would say it's 50-50. But there's a lot of teams that are in certain positions that you really don't know what to believe. I mean, Atlanta, I mean, to me personally, a guy like Pitts, Kyle Pitts, the, the only way that Dallas is going to get him is Dallas would have to really try to trade up just to go get him. I don't think he's going to fall all the way to 10. Uh, because I and, and the thing with me is – The team that sits at four in Atlanta, and I've been saying this for weeks too, the draft, I believe Atlanta is, there's two things I've been saying. One, the draft really starts at four with them. I would say maybe three with San Fran to really eliminate one of those three guys that they're going to be able to choose from. 
uh, assuming that we know Trevor Lawrence is going one, and we know uh, from everything I've heard is, uh, you know, uh, Wilson out of BYU is going two to the Jets. So really, San Fran's going to have from Mac Jones to Trey Lance, which I want to get to here in a minute, and Justin Fields to choose from. But Atlanta has, I believe, the toughest decisions to make because they've got a new GM and they've got an older quarterback that still has some years probably left in them, but yet still you've got an older quarterback that you're not ready yet to move on from whatever reasons, whether it's financial, it it costs us more to move out, to eat this kind of whatever the case may be. But at the same time, it's like you got a new GM and most new GMs want to hitch there, especially if they don't have some guy in the waiting, they want to hitch themselves to their guy, their quarterback guy. And the quarterback to find a quarterback in the NFL is probably one of the hardest things for any general manager to do at, at any sport, in my opinion, because there's not a lot of them that grow on trees and you're stuck in a situation. If you're Atlanta and you're sitting at the four, cause all indications they set out a week ago that they were open. They were taking their open to phone calls, open to business at that four. And then you hear, you know, possibility of like Woody Page reporting like, hey, Denver called them, did contact them about the fourth pick. So you have that going on. But think about that. If you're Atlanta, let's just say, okay, we think we can get two more years out of Matt Ryan, two or three more years. Well, let's say if you do take a Kyle Pitts at four. Or you take uh, the 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 best tackle in the game, the guy, the kid from Oregon, the Oregon, or an offensive lineman, and you build that team up. Because uh, I think Atlanta's been snake bitten on injuries on the side of the ball, but I don't know how much pieces they really got to work with on the defensive side of the ball. But let's say you go and you 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 get a wild card spot, you make the playoffs last year, or you know the year after that, and you still got Matt Ryan. When are you going to be in the position to pick four again? See, that's a lot of dilemma in regards to teams that are kind of don't have that future guy as quarterback, but also try to be competitive. Because when you pick to find that guy at that position outside of the top 15 is very hard to do. It's very hard to do. Tom Brady situations like Haley's Comet, man. It, it's like it, that ain't coming around too often. Remind, remind yourself on how much Kansas City gave up to move up to go get a Patrick Mahomes. Okay? So my point is is that I think Atlanta is in the toughest situation there is. Do you take – do you go in and stockpile and sell off that four pick to a Denver or whoever else is moving up to try to get one of these five quarterbacks? Or do you – fake everybody and, and not necessarily you ready to move off Matt Ryan, but you go in and get your guy at the quarterback position or you take a Kyle Pitts. It's interesting to me because, again, you have to ask yourself, when are you going to be in the position of the top five or ten again to go ahead and have an opportunity to take a franchise quarterback? That's like Denver. That's rumored to basically be talking to them. I, from everything I heard, and, and you know, I check back sometimes with source I got down there because everybody knows that's a team of interest of mine. But uh, don't I haven't heard anything. But to me, for everything that I have studied about George Pat uh, Payton, the GM, and conversations before, and I've personally said that I don't know if any of these guys, maybe even Trevor Lawrence, but I'll leave him as exception. But any out the guys outside of Trevor Lawrence, definitely. I don't know if they're worth it in moving up and mortgaging two, three-year drafts down the road. That are for sure. 
I think the upside is there for Justin Fields. I think I can see it there. I can see it with Trey Lance. I've told you that I think Trey's got the most upside of everybody. But is it really worth moving up there? And, and that's why I think with Denver, Denver's even in, in a different situation than Atlanta. I mean, Denver has a guy. They have a young guy that they took in the second round. He's been up and down. Uh, speaking of Drew Locke, I don't know if this was leaked out to somebody to Woody to kind of let it be known, like, hey, we are moving on from Drew Locke, even if it's not this year. We're taking somebody. But I don't, from everything and the way he drafted in Minnesota, I just don't see George, kind of the new GM in Denver, moving up and mortgaging two or three more drafts to move up to four. I think it's one of those situations that if Justin Fields, Trey Lance happen to fall to him at nine, then they take it. They take one of them. If not, they take the safer pick and go with Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State, which who I'm rooting for. Uh, you know, if, if Locke doesn't improve a second year under uh, uh, Pat Shermer, if he doesn't go well, you know what? You got you got to keep it going and, and and try to try again next year, the following year after that. It, it's a tough position. I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, I would love to be a GM and then a Phil. I don't know because that seat, that's a hot thing because it can make or break you. So uh, that's my thing on Atlanta. I don't know how much I believe that, but I still think Atlanta's in a tough spot. But I feel that if you are um, – if, if you're looking at the teams that could be – that could probably either do business. I know Miami, uh, you know, I know that people are looking at talking to Miami for maybe that six pick. I know they're taking calls. So I, I'll know that I'll never get, if we don't see any trades on draft day another week from this coming up Thursday, I'll probably never talk about pre-drafts again on this show of trades because if it's going to happen any year that it's going to be fireworks, it's going to have to, I, I would anticipate that it's going to be this year. Uh, in the draft with a lot of shaking going on. But just think about that, man. If you're a team, because there's teams in this 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 draft that need quarterbacks. Look at Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they haven't really addressed the thing. I mean, but what are they going to do? And, and, that, and that's a team, when we're talking about Mike Tomlin getting his extension, he's never finished below 500. So if you're a Steeler fan, you got to ask yourself, when are we going to be in that position to get in the top 10 or 15 to get the next guy, to get the future that's going to be after Ben? You know, and those are the questions that Atlanta faced in their situation. If they want to pass on one of these five quarterbacks and they want to take a skilled guy like Kyle Pitts or they want to take an offensive lineman, because uh, Matt Ryan, he's not – I mean, Matt Ryan's probably got two more good solid years out of him, probably at best, maybe a three. But yet and still, you got to get somebody in there and you got a new GM at Atlanta. 736-9760. And speaking of Trey Lance, Trey Lance had his second pro day uh, yesterday, which it, I don't know if it ran a little bit crisp as his first one. And it started me to think that, you know, did Trey Lance have this second pro day? Like, was he forced to have this second pro day? And what I mean by that is because technically Trey Lance up until, you know, ESPN did a little short thing on him this weekend that I saw. Um, he's had some write-ups on CBSSports.com and stuff. But up until the last few days this week, he hasn't been getting the run that Justin Fields got, gets, that Trevor Lawrence gets, that hell, that even Mac Jones has gotten. So you have to wonder if he felt that he had to give a second pro day to kind of get more, you know, into these scouts and GM's face. And the question that I have, too, after seeing Trey, because, of course, North Dakota football, unless they get in those championship games, they're not played on TV. They don't play on a national scale. But after seeing a lot of Trey, uh, Trey Lance's highlights and the way he plays and the era that we're in and everybody's talking about college football, NFL is adopting college ways, I'm trying to think, how does the hell does a quarterback like that of that skill set, 
how do they end up in North Dakota? How do they not end up with better offers? Uh, and if you listen to his story and his family story, that they didn't really have any D1 offers. But when you look at his highlights, you have to, it's a head scratcher. How does a kid like that not get offers to a major school, which possibly could be, I mean, he could he could be end up being the third quarterback taken in this draft, and he never got any big D1 offers. That that's 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 amazing to me. After now that I think about it, but I think he was kind of forced in a position to have that second pro day, which I don't know if I would have had it, but you could tell that his PR team and him, they're trying to get his name in circulation as much as they can with the week out in the draft. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Garage, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be presented by Texas Chair Liquor, who has three locations serving the far west side of San Antonio and Bexar County. They have a fourth one on the way. Stay tuned for that. We'll give you more information on that one. Uh, if you follow them on Facebook and stay, you can stay up to date to the, on their specials and tastings. That is Texas Chair Liquor, official sponsor of the Sports Garage. All right, so um, speaking of tight ends, as I was just yeah. Before I go for that, can can you have any? Do you have any explanation for that, Sam? Does it doesn't that surprise you? A guy like Trey Lance, after seeing his highlights and stuff, and you know he's starting to get talked up or whatever, that he would not get any offers from major D one colleges, and now he's looking at possibly could be the third quarterback taken or no lower, no maybe third or fourth quarterback taken in this draft. Yeah, I mean, anytime you see a kid like that slide uh, to a small school in this day and time when we have, uh, you know, so much technology available to brand ourselves, to market mm-hmm. ourselves, to get, uh, you know, to get highlight tapes into the right hands or at least in front of the right people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it. there is something to be said, though. If it was a random uh, Division One AA team, I think I would be more interested to know how he ended up there. But, I mean, North, okay. North Dakota, I mean, they're still a powerhouse that, at that's that true. level. And that's he true. knows when he goes there, every single game he plays is going to be important. It's You know, they're playing for national championships, even though it's obviously you know, know still at, not at the highest level. But, I mean, if a kid like that, if even if his option was, uh, you know, go to, go to Wisconsin, be a – two-year backup, maybe get the job, you know, be fighting for the job by the third year, something like that, versus playing as a freshman in a national championship game at, at that level. I, I could I could understand the uh I could understand choosing that route over the uh over the good, you know the highest level. But still it, it's surprising anytime we see uh you know a kid that obviously could play at the highest level end up uh, still but football also is very different than you know you you don't, you don't see this in college basketball very right. very rarely do you right. see a kid that you know comes out of nowhere at a small I mean very rarely do you see a Dame Lillard or something like that All right, that's true that's true yeah I mean it's it's one of those and I, I just do feel like in the last 
I would say probably the last seven days or so, especially the last five days, you could just tell their hype, like his PR team and everything, they're getting him out there and getting him more run because I think because of those factors or whatever, he hasn't got that much run as, say, a Justin Phil or Mac Jones or whatever. I also think the 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 powerhouse blue chip programs in college football uh, to an extent over – overvalue the physical measurements of a high school kid. I mean, okay. you remember even, you know, talking about uh, when Mac Brown was recruiting uh, Johnny Manziel. I mean, he wanted right. to play him at safety because he was small, <laughs> and then he ended up lighting up the SEC as a quarterback. So, I mean, I think you look across the board, and there's still certain there's still certain pockets of, of, of recruiting that, you know, they don't necessarily – uh, or they overvalue the physical qualities of some of these kids. You know, just because he's six five, two twenty, and has a rocket arm, doesn't mean right. he's going to be able to, you know, produce at the same level of a kid who's five nine and, and might just, you know, have something special. That's a good. That's a good point. And I think when you have, and again, you know, if Trey Lance continue, I mean, if he goes on, because I, like I said, I think out of all the quarterbacks, out of the five quarterbacks we're talking about. I think Trey is the one that is most likely going to uh, redshirt his fresh his rookie year in in the NFL, um, unless something crazy happens. And 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 to me, I would still say I put that under under the category if you know whoever he drafted by. Let's say you don't see him until maybe week ten of the season or week twelve toward the end of it. Uh, you know, kind of like that Patrick Mahomes situation. I think Patrick made his first start like in week 16 or 17 of that that season at his coming out party, his second year. So he's the only guy that I don't anticipate, regardless whether he's drafted, um, you know, at, at four by Atlanta, three at San Fran, nine at Denver if they move. I don't think that they're – I don't think he's going to be playing early on, uh, you know, per se. But, again, when you have the success of Josh Allen, who went to the same school, that helps – uh, you know, it's going to continue to help, especially if Trey Lance can continue to go on. But like we've said on this show for a while, we've been saying it in the NFL, man, if you can play, they'll find you. You're talking about Carson Wentz, you mean? Carson Wentz, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm sorry, but Carson. Still, I mean, there's another kid that ends up like, how does Josh Allen end up at Wyoming? Yeah, I, I meant to say Carson. Yeah. I was thinking Josh. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he he was a 6'6", six, six, you know, had all the, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 had all the measurables, was athletic. But you know what's crazy about that, Sam, is because I don't even remember, like, Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. I don't even remember him having this much hype. Not at all. Like, pre-draft. No, no like not at all. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. But Carson Wentz, I mean, yes, people have their feelings about Carson Wentz. I think, I mean, he was in the MVP running, so I do count that as some success from that school. But, but yeah, it's 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 crazy. I just think yesterday's his having his second pro day, I, I think that was more about just steady getting his name and giving those guys an extra opportunity to see him and keep his name out there. I think it also, I mean, I read it as kind of a response to Justin Fields' second pro day as oh, well. Oh, okay. Because you remember, you know, Fields has the first pro day where the uh, 49ers uh, front office didn't attend, couldn't attend, mm-hmm. and then he rolls out with another one. It kind of – in a sense, it makes me feel like his people are just trying to keep him at, at like on pace or as um, as noticeable as Fields. You're right. That's I, a good I, point. I think that's the guy. Those are the two guys that are going to really split the rooms when it comes later in the top ten. Because I, I, I think those right. first three are pretty locked. in. I think you're right, and I want to add to that. That's a good point. I want to add to that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back.
Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be presented by the Fighting Roosters Sports Bar. Don't forget, on Tuesday, located right on uh, Broadway, don't forget, on Tuesdays, they have the Tequila and Taco Tuesdays. Uh, They have their $2 street tacos and $4, you call it, on the tequila and $4 Dos Equis and Modelo. That is the Fighting Rooster Sports Bar located off of Broadway, official sponsor of the Sports Bar. All right. So um, before I continue, I I think you're right on about that, Sam, too. I I think those um, two guys, Justin Fields and Trey Trey Lance, are probably going to be, we used to say that on this show, forever linked. They're going to be linked together, their careers, because I do believe that out of the top, out of the teams that are in the top ten that have quarterbacks on their on their agenda, um, Trey Lance and Justin Fields are probably the two that are on most people's board that, like you said, that is split. Uh, so it's very intriguing. That's why I go back and say I just don't believe the 49ers, uh, and I could be wrong, but I believe they do that move. For Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I, I don't, I don't know if it's for Mac Jones. I could be wrong though. I mean, I could because I, I don't want to discredit Mac Jones. You're over Mr. Roll Tide, uh, but I think the upside in those two and the age of the type of quarterback. Because if you look at Kyle Shanahan's uh, system, and I've followed that system, uh, being a Bronco fan and his daddy when he used to run that stuff out in Denver, I just think you know from a lot of the bootlegs, somewhat the running game that they hey they lay heavy on. Justin Fields or Trey Lance, in my opinion, are two guys that fit better in his system um, than, let's say, a Mac Jones. Um, you know, even I can see the kid from BYU, but I don't think that's the case because he's probably going to go to the Jets. But out of those two. But when I say that in the same breath, you can look at Mac Jones and look at the footwork and look at the stature. And then remember, Kyle Shanahan also led Matt Ryan to an MVP year. You know, so – it's uh like I said, we're almost there. We'll find all these answers to get answered here soon. Let's go to the phones here. Let's go to Don. Don, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket Seven Sixty. What's up, Don? Cal minus one. What's up, What's man? Up, my man. What's up, bro? Hey, look here, slipping the slide and peeping and hiding. I'm telling you. <laughs> look, I'm just telling you this, Cal. I'm with you. I think those two uh, quarterbacks will be forever linked. But I also want to throw something else out there to you. You got connections with the Broncos. Let them know they can move up to number six if they want to. It only costs them a number one and a couple of picks. Just just tell them to come on up there to Miami and go ahead and take that number (laughs) six pick. That'll be fine for us. But I digress just a moment. Mm -hmm. I got a question for you because I didn't catch the beginning of the show Uh because I was in, in class. I hear you. Do you think that this was a watershed moment potentially for the Spurs with that with that squirmish they had at Indiana? Yes. It was just to me great to see some fight in them. Yeah, 
I, I, I agree. Thanks for the phone call, Don. Um, yeah, I agree. I did talk on that in the early, so I know you didn't get a chance. You were in class. Uh, but, yes, I do think that, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, from being a Spurs, following the Spurs and being a Spurs fan and following that, even from a speak from most, most of the Spurs fan, you can't – you don't really see them in too many dust-ups like that. And with being a young team – and, you know, Patty, but being the elder statement, the last guy from the championship era, I feel that that was good to see. And, and I've been hard on him, but Rudy Gay, props to him for running there to stick up for them. The young guys' response, I don't think anybody left the bench. I, I don't think anybody left the bench, but I, I think it, it was good to show some fight back. It was a little bit of that nasty. You know, Pop went viral during the finals years back with saying, hey, we want some nasty. And it was good to show some aggression because I think it is sometimes – they have, even from their peers, they have that perception of like, hey, you know, I don't know if soft's the right word, but maybe non-confrontational. Maybe you can get under this kid go. Most people don't have beef with this team. Most players don't get into the trash talk. They don't, they haven't just been a franchise that's involved in that. But no, it was kind of refreshing to that, especially a team that's fighting to try to get one of those to stay in that play-in situation from 7 to 10 and trying to uh, make the playoffs. So, yeah, I do, I do agree with that. We'll see where they go from there. You know, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, you know, uh, but no, it was definitely refreshing to kind of see that. Speaking of uh, back to the NFL, speaking of tight ends, uh, Jordan Reed retired, announced his retirement today. Um, if you're a Washington football fan, you know of him. Uh, he, he got signed with the 49ers last year, didn't play a game though, but he's it's sad to me because, um, you know, and I, I've poked a little bit, I've poked at the bear a little bit on him, uh, you know. Uh, poked a little fun with them, but it's a serious situation. It's sad because concussions. I mean, this guy was talented. I mean, he's talented. I mean, when he was healthy with Washington, um, he contributed a lot, found the end zones a lot. And you got to think about the Washington football's quarterback situation over the last five, seven years. Hasn't been stable, but he just couldn't get right uh, with the concussions. Said that he was having some lingering symptoms, went and saw his doctor. His doctor just advised him that it wouldn't be smart to continue playing football he agreed and he called it a quits and I think he lasted about 10 years in the league but definitely uh, a talented tight end that never could just stay on the field man never and it was always the same injury I mean it was always going back to concussions so um and you're seeing that too with the we've talked about a lot of these guys that are younger are not playing around with that especially when it comes to the concussions I mean when they get a uh, opinion and saying hey this you're damaging or putting yourself in a bad situation if you continue to play in this game and most of these guys you get to this level you got to have love for the game in general uh but definitely uh sucked for him I mean he I think it was a lot of potential there definitely had the skills I believe of a pro Bowl type a tight end definitely this modern modern type of type of tight end that could run at some speed decent hands but just had concussion problems, man. Just couldn't stay healthy with the concussions. So he's called it he's called it a day. 736-9760. Also, what else we got going on here? Um we talked about if you didn't join early, we talked about Steelers giving Mike Tomlin a three-year uh, extension. And like I said, that's three they've had three head coaches since 1969. That's that's uh that's amazing. Uh if you go look at some NFL teams and look at teams on how many coaches they've they've gone through um even in a even not even in a long span like that but if you go look at some teams they might have burned I mean look how many coaches the Jets have had in the last seven eight years or decade 
You know, look at um, they come to mind. I mean, Marvin Lewis was at Cincinnati for a long time, but the Jets are definitely a team that comes along comes the top of my head on how many coaches that they burnt through. So Steelers believe in instability. Um, you know, we'll see. He's definitely going to say he gets to end the Ben era. Uh, you know, I don't foresee Ben playing past this year. I'm on record already saying that I don't. I don't really see. I don't really see Ben. I mean, again, I want to give Ben the benefit of the doubt, but, I mean, he started off decent. But, again, I saw the age of him toward the end, but I don't even know if he makes it through 17 weeks this year. Because of all the stuff with Ben, whether he was going to retire, whether he was not, everybody spoke out. For, all you heard was really from the Rooney family in the upper front office. You never really heard Mike Tomlin or their offensive coordinator really talk about it. That To me, I feel like Mike Tomlin and them were kind of already – kind of moving on to try to move on. And then trust me, Mike Tomlin's got a lot of respect for Big Ben, but I think he sees the writing on the wall. I think he sees the landscape of the NFL and where they're going and where that position's going. And Ben is like one of those elder statement. His prototype, his his makeup is kind of one of those, uh, you know, older type of style quarterbacks that doesn't really – you know, per se, what you're looking at, if you got to start a guy when we're talking about guys like Trey Lance and, and Justin Fields. So, again, but I'll go back to what I said a few segments ago. I mean, if you're Pittsburgh, I mean, when are you going to go get that guy? I mean, when are you, I mean, this is a coach that hasn't finished under 500, has a winning record, and I just believe that if you don't pick – to try to find that franchise type of guy outside the top 15 at least, probably even the top 10, is very difficult uh, to do under the circumstances. But props out to Mike Tomlin, man. I think well-deserved. He doesn't get all the credit he deserves. I think there's some things I've been critical with him over the last couple years, how he handled the Le'Veon Bell, the Antonio Brown thing. But definitely um, props to him, well-deserved, getting that contract extension. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Sam Spin, the one and twos. Rudy should be back tomorrow. We'll see if he didn't get held up in Florida. Um, but anyway, all right, so the last segment of the day is going to be sponsored. We're going to bring on a new sponsor. Uh, last segment of the day is going to be presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. Low, located in the Dominion. Actually, they got a total of eight locations here. Um, CBD, a nice selection of CBD oil products to choose from. Wide range of variety of cigars to choose from. Other things as well, too. Like I said, you'll start hearing a lot about them on the show. We're going to be doing some things with them. But again, that's Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, new official sponsor of the Sports Drive. And speaking of Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, Sam, today is officially 420. And I've heard, like, I've, I mean, there's different stories I've heard over this of the time, but educate me on the true how 420 became 420. Because I've heard something about some kids getting together on top of a hill at 420. How do we get to this point? Because this has become, I won't say a national, it's on the verge of damn near being recognized. And like a lot of people know about 420. So do you know the real means on how we became, with, how, did, how, how did the smokers, how did how did they acknowledge this as as the official day of 420? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think uh, I, I think much like any 
uh, passed down holiday like this. I don't think we're ever <laughs> going to have the actual true answer of how it started. I, I mean, I have no idea. I've heard, okay. the, I, I mean, like you, I've heard the story of, you know, what, five, like five high school kids yeah. in California that started it, uh, started it at 420. I mean, I, right. I, I, whatever story works for you, just celebrate appropriately. All right. And responsibly. And but, responsibly. Yeah. But yeah. But so, of course, 420. So, shots out to Hazel Scott Smoke Shop for coming on board. Good people out there. Um, yeah. So, tonight, uh, let's see on the NBA docket tonight, what games did we have? Hadn't really looked at the board uh, yet. I know the, the Spurs are off since they just played uh, last night. Uh, but in the NBA, let's see, who do we got uh, tonight? I just had it up, the schedule. The computer went down on me. Um, Let's see here. Let's see. So in the NBA tonight, we've got the what's the notable games? Uh, you got Brooklyn versus the Pelicans. Brooklyn's coming in. They got them as a three point underdog. So I can tell you right now that probably no Harden. I don't know. Kyrie might be out. We know KD's probably not coming back because there's no way they'd be three point underdogs against the Pelicans. We'll see if the Pelicans take advantage of that. Kind of a light night in the NBA. Um, Clippers in Portland, that's about it. Portland's a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. You got Charlotte at Knicks and then Minnesota at Sacramento. So really a light night in the NBA, not really too many uh, sexy matchups in general. Um, but as we uh, look forward to tomorrow, probably getting some things, probably look and get a recap on uh, Rudy's trip, how that went for him down there. We'll probably have more draft talk tomorrow, uh, some other things. And I'm pretty sure by that time, Ann came out yet. We still not got a verdict yet, right? They haven't said anything yet, Sam. Probably should be coming within the next 30 minutes or an hour, probably. Um, so definitely going to have reaction to that tomorrow either way, uh, you know. So like I said, if you're just tuning in, I said in the, in the last hour, it's probably it, up for me in my lifetime. It's up there with the uh, – the Rodney King verdict and probably the OJ verdict on a verdict that's been this anticipated and uh, the go for, which I, to me, uh, the trial got going quickly. I mean, within a year, that was fast. And to me to come back, I think they've had, this would probably be their, I would say ballpark. They probably deliberated for what, maybe about 12 hours, maybe eight to 12 hours. Cause they just had to close an arguments yesterday. So they probably deliberated a total for anywhere, I would say, 12 to 16 at the most. But we'll see what that comes down because that will be the story of the night um, on how that plays out. Um, what else we got going on? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Pretty much covered uh, everything. Um, you had also with the – there was other one news that came out in regards to the uh, NBA. And, it, and, and I forgot it was really with the GMs. There was some – email or memo they had put out and I wanted to get to that kind of slipped my mind but we'll get more into it everything tomorrow uh, we'll probably have more draft uh, coverage to talk about it'll probably be draft heavy on this show from here on out Thursday because if you can't tell this is probably one of the most anticipated exciting drafts that that since we've probably been doing this that I can remember I mean it's always exciting draft time but when you're talking about a potential five quarterbacks going in the first round for I know when I told Rudy that a few weeks ago he thought I was full of crap, but I mean, it looks like now that you're looking like there's probably could be five quarterbacks going the first round, which is crazy. And if that's the case, then we're going to find out some people were probably lying like Atlanta. If they decide to go ahead and shock everybody and take one at four, um, you know, or either if Denver does move up to make that move, 
Um, and of course, you know, you're having Trevor Lawrence in one. And then, and really, with, when we talked about it last week, I mean, Trevor, his comments, he's had to, re, you know, his comments about championship and it's not all that. He, I know he went on Twitter and he's kind of clarified that that's not going to really bother him and hurt him so too much. I've kind of gave my thoughts on that. But uh, when you talk about Trevor, then you talk about Wilson, the kid from BYU. And then after that, you're talking about potentially about four or five different uh, quarterbacks that could that could go. But uh, other than that, but yeah, so no confirmation, Sam, from anybody. Was that last caller trying to call and tell you about 420? I thought, yeah, <laughs> and he, of course, I mean, he passed along uh, an old urban legend that it was re- relating to police code. Police code. Like that's the first I've heard meaning, that. Yeah, but I've heard that's the first. Of this yeah, one. you look it up. I mean, there the <clears throat> the original medical marijuana bill that California passed. It was state bill number four twenty. But I mean that they were just doing a bit. No. There. Yeah. 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 It's just crazy to me how it's all that that's been solidified, especially in the smoker community. That that's what this day is that goes into. But uh, like I said, uh, celebrated responsible. Responsibly, but um, yeah, we'll get into everything. We'll kind of rejoin tomorrow um, and get more into draft coverage. Of course, we'll probably have some reaction to the uh, the verdict once that comes down. We'll give our thoughts on that either way. But other than that, special thanks to producers of the show, myself, Calvin. Special thanks to Sam, Spin the One and Two, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people of Tyler, people of the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, the snooze button before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow. Black political power is changing the direction of this country because we're a voice of change and our votes have real power. We have the chance to make a difference again here in Virginia. We must elect leaders who will fight for better jobs, better schools, affordable health care, who will care about keeping us safe from crime and systemic racism and support our families' needs to recover from the pandemic. Let's take action together. Vote early until October 30th or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Paid for by the NAACP. 